Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies in acquiring leads and sales to acquire more customers for your business. And today we're going to be talking about probably the biggest thing to hit the internet since ChatGPT <laughs> is threads. Awesome. This is like an amazing thing that's happening here. We're going to get into that in just a second. I do want to give you a little bit of a nugget here of a new app. I have become like an AI crazy person. I was a little bit slow. I was like two months late. All right. I know you were on it like way early, but one of the coolest AI apps that I now use because I just feel like there's so much and everything that we're going to be talking about here today is like yet another social media app for us to monitor and to be on. It just seems like there's such an overwhelming amount of information coming at you. How could I leverage AI to dumb it down and summarize it for my, I'm not going to say how old I am, but my older than Qasem Aslam brain? And I found it in an app called Artifact. And it is fabulous. We were just doing some pre-record stuff before we hit record here on Perpetual Traffic. And what Artifact does is it uses AI to, first off, figure out what you're interested in, what sort of news you want to keep up with. I don't watch the news. I don't go to Twitter and to Facebook and to Instagram or anywhere to get my news. I kind of am old school. I either read it online, you know, through the old bostonglobe.com, which I still love. You always laugh when I tell you that I still get home delivery because I do love the physical newspaper, which makes me a total, total relic. Dude, I just don't understand the economy behind that. How could anybody possibly afford to be able to write the paper, print the paper, load the paper, deliver the paper, deliver the paper? Unreal to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. But it's like one of those rituals I just love. The Sunday morning with the newspaper, I've got my investor's business, the other my Wall Street Journal. How do you navigate? Dude, I tried to open a paper. As soon as it starts to unfold it, it's like a Rubik's Cube. It just, no, I don't know where things fit. I don't know how to, the sections are. Here's what I like about it is that it's, it doesn't come with instructions. Anti-social media, it's anti-algorithm. And now, if you go to your feed to get news, you are going to get delivered the same news. And this is what Artifact actually does. So I have the Artifact side where it now knows what I'm interested in. So um, it's a great app. So there's certain things, all right, tech, AI, Major League Baseball. You know, I'm just looking at it right now. There's retirement savings stuff. There's stock market investing. There's all these things that I'm interested in. And what it does is it feeds it to me in this feed. But then you press the little button on the upper right-hand corner. Once it gets an understanding of what you're interested in, and it summarizes the entire article in literally three bullet points through AI. And that's what's cool. So I can stay updated with an app like this, which is not on social. So I'm staying off social media for this kind of news, 
But then I utilize bostonglobe.com and like the physical newspaper delivery to like front page. I'll read stuff that I normally wouldn't see in my feed. There's a new election that just happened in, well, we were in Thailand like two, three weeks ago. But the point was, is like, there's a new election in Thailand. There is stuff that's going on in Ukraine. There are talks in the Middle East, those sorts of things. It's like interruption marketing in the newspaper that I wouldn't normally read, but because the newspaper delivers it in this sequential world news, national news, sports page, business page, I actually like it. And are you paying for this app or is it free? So Artifact right now is free. So I look at it as the opposite of getting the newspaper delivered because it's delivering exactly what I want to know about and it's summarizing stuff so I can literally get caught up on a subject in minutes, which is really, really super cool. I'm downloading it now. Yeah, I think it's cool. 4,200 ratings at 4.7 stars. That's good. It's pretty damn good. So I forget how I found out about it. But anyway, it's a great app. Love it. I've got the notifications there. Literally, you can get up to date on whatever it is that you're interested in three to five minutes in the morning. And then you sort of go on your day and you feel informed and off you go. So there is our tip for today. Today, uh, we're going to be getting into threads and the remarkable rise of threads, Kasim, and why it is the most downloaded app and set the record and actually be ChatGPT, if you can even believe that. We're going to get into that just after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. And I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, so we are talking about the latest thing, which, like I said, now rivals the chat GPT and downloads. This is the MetaThreads app reached 100 million users in just five days, becoming one of the fastest growing apps in history. And it actually got more users than chat GPT in a shorter amount of time, which is absolutely incredible. The part to it that I think is mind boggling is that 
Facebook and Meta didn't really do a whole lot to promote it aside from just sort of tell people that it was out there. I thought it was brilliant the way they did that, though. It was a perfect, seamless segue from app to app. If you have a Facebook login or a Meta login, an Instagram login, your Threads profile was basically pre-created. And I don't think I've ever seen that done as well as they did it, which is why they got so many users so quickly. They just took all of their users and they pushed it into this little conduit. And I mean, you want to talk about low barrier to entry, low friction. This was an absolute masterclass. Phenomenally well executed. Incredible. Now, if you have not downloaded it yet, I would highly encourage you to download it just to see what we're talking about here. It all of a sudden... Well, it's a full-on Twitter ripoff. Oh, it's a total Twitter ripoff. Now, there's some pros and cons here, obviously, which we'll talk about, but... I think the pro is it's not Twitter. Is it's not Twitter. But I'm saying like the experience, if you want a friction-free experience of how to download an app, like we all go to the app store and we download apps, the Artifact app, obviously, we'll leave links in the show notes to that. It's right on your phone. All you have to do is just go to the app store, whichever device you have. The point is, is like how threads pulled your data from really Instagram. I mean, Meta did this, Instagram is a Meta property. And that whole experience I did it while I was sitting in a coffee shop in Burlington, Vermont this past week. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how quickly I got on it. And all of a sudden, here I am. And all my followers and all the people I follow segued over as long as they'd already signed up. And if they hadn't signed up, I'm prompted to invite them, which is, uh, again, brilliant. The whole experience, like if you're either an app company listening to this or you are just a regular business that onboards brand new customers. (laughs) Like I know Instagram obviously has billions of users and they've got sort of an advantage there to sort of be able to pull things over. But I think just the experience itself from a business perspective was mind-bogglingly easy. And now I'm on the app. And now I'm getting notifications for all the people that are now getting on it, obviously with 100 million downloads of the thing in five days without Meta really pushing it aside from, we got an email from our partner manager last week. That's the first that I had actually heard about it. And literally five days later, it's 100 million downloads. So pretty crazy. Now you're a bigger Twitter user than I am. I'm a big fan of Twitter. I'd still recommend people not sleep on Twitter. They made some UI improvements over Twitter. Like if I open up my Threads app right now, it's a cleaner visual. I'd say it's a 20% cleaner visual. And, And what I mean by that is Twitter feels messy, especially looking at the mobile. There's just a lot going on between the avatar image, name, verification badge, your slug line, all the little icons happening underneath. And then you open up threads and compare it. It's like somebody went in and just cleaned up Twitter. It's like Twitter had a CRO expert spend a day fixing things. They also allowed for more functionality. And it's funny too, it's just such a petulant move. Twitter has a two minute limit on videos. Threads has a five minute limit on videos. And Twitter has, you know, whatever its character limitation is, Threads is just a little bit longer. And it's built to be a quote unquote Twitter killer. And the thing that I think is really interesting is a lot of the people that I follow that are most active on Twitter have really, I mean, I'm looking at Hormozzi's posts right now. I don't know how or why, but they're taking to Threads quickly, which They're first movers. I guess that doesn't mean much. It still needs to kind of reach critical mass from a usage perspective. I know it's reached critical mass from a user perspective, but there's a big difference between getting somebody to sign up for something and then getting somebody to use it. 
However, Twitter's proven the need for short form content. So then the question becomes, is the continuity that's allowed between threads and Instagram enough to get people to move from Twitter to threads, which would be value proposition number one. And value proposition number two is there are so many people that hate Elon Musk and dislike what he's doing with Twitter and how he's doing with Twitter. Now I'll say, and I don't mind whatever ire I stoke, I'm a huge Elon fan. I think he's brilliant. I think he's done five impossible things. I think he's our generation's Edison. And I actually think Edison was something of a charlatan. But just in terms of the role that he's fulfilling, I realize that he's divisive and he says some stupid stuff. But I'm a big fan of him. And I'm a fan of what he did with Twitter. He brought back Jordan Peterson. He stopped with a lot of the censorship. He's got a weird stance on the anonymous posting thing that I don't necessarily agree with. All that to say, there's a ton of people that can't stand the dude. And if all you get is Twitter without Elon, dude, that could be enough to push enough people in this direction. And I don't know if you remember, Ralph, WordPress versus Joomla. Yeah. Does that sound familiar oh, yeah. to you? Sure. Dude, Joomla was a better application. Joomla was a content management system. For anybody listening who's just not old enough or doesn't remember, WordPress wasn't the gold standard at all. WordPress was a blogging platform. There was a content management system out there called Joomla that was better, stronger, faster, more robust, far less likely to get hacked. It was a better website. WordPress reached critical mass. All the developers started coding plugins for WordPress. And then suddenly Joomla, you've never heard of it. I don't even know if it's still around. I'm going to go look it up. Things like this require that tipping point. And if threads can reach that tipping point, I could see it moving Twitter into a more obscure corner of the internet, kind of being its own little Reddit. I don't think Twitter ever dies, but maybe it no longer becomes the watering hole for the world. Anyway, that's my weird little prognosticative soliloquy. The question is, is the user experience going to keep people there? Is it going to continue to grow? I think there's now there's some momentum that's being gained with this 100 million downloads, faster adoption than ChatGPT. That's pretty incredible. Do people stick? Do people stay? And according to SimilarWeb, like Twitter traffic is now down 5% since this thing launched. And as of this past weekend, like it's down 11%, same time from last year in 2022. So there are significant inroads that are being made. Like Threads is making its mark on Twitter. We tend to denigrate the big companies that we rely on so heavily, Meta and Google. And I think, especially on this podcast, because we're going to tell it like it is. And we know that there's people from Meta that do listen to this podcast. I think Zuckerberg did a crappy job handling everything through iOS 14. I think a lot of stuff that he's done in the past has been highly Wait, suspect. He handled things through iOS 14? I even have called for the fact that I think he should probably step down as CEO. But the point is, is I don't know if that's necessarily the case. This was a stroke of genius. Well, and dude, he did it. How did he fly under the radar with this? Like, you and I have our fingers to the pulse enough. I didn't even know what was happening. Yeah. I had somebody tweet at me because I read a Twitter thread every day. So I had some random person that I don't know tweet at me saying, hey, you should be using threads. And I was like, what the hell is threads? And lo and behold, here's this whole new social application that all of a sudden has 100 million people. Unbelievable. How did they keep that secret? That's the question that you're asking? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And did Zuckerberg know he was going to do this before he challenged Elon to the cage match? That's the real question. That's the real question. For those of you who don't know about that, date to be determined is what I understand. We've been sort of following that. DBD, but Dana White's going to referee the two. Oh, my God. All proceeds go to charity. Sick. Sick. Who's your money on, Ralph? Let's take some bets here. I think I'm going to put my money on Zuck just because I think he's going to be wily and I think he's a little bit in better in better shape. 
I've seen Elon recently. Yeah, well, he, he does jujitsu too. Is what I get. Yeah, he's been doing jujitsu, right? He's been posting. So I think he's a little bit more of a badass than we give him credit for. Everyone remembers him as the guy who testified before Congress and, you know, all the memes that became Zuck. Point is, he's still running. If you've invested in the meta stock in the last six to 12 months, you're a very happy person right now, by the way. It's a very, very well put. Is it way off its all-time high? Absolutely. It's like financially speaking, Meta is in a very good position right now. And Threads, Threads is a, is a, say what you will about, yeah, they copycat everybody. Yeah, they do. Okay. I get it. But they also see what's proven and what works and they just throw their weight around for their three to four billion monthly active users, which also includes WhatsApp. We always forget WhatsApp which has never been monetized, by the way. And there are so many people on this platform still to the state, like almost half the planet is on a meta platform, which is crazy. Now, Google runs the internet. I get it. This isn't a Google meta thing. But the point is, is like as a social app, they've done a pretty amazing job. The advertising side of the equation is like your customer lives there. We know that. It's interruption marketing. You get Facebook and Google, and I know you had a great infographic we were going to show in our last record, which we're actually going to throw into the show notes. So like Facebook or Meta and Google are basically the internet right now. Maybe you want to, want to show that graphic. The point is, is, I think Zuck did something really smart here and okay, copycatted, but it's like, man, 100 million users. And this is yet another place to monetize advertising if you're a marketing and advertising person. It's yet another channel, another 100 million people you can reach in a different medium. And as an advertiser and a marketer, that is very attractive. Well, and it's a different display. So this is going to be very heavy text-based, which there's a value proposition there from an advertising perspective because it becomes less obvious that what you're looking at is an ad, kind of like Google's listings. So I think the improvement or increase in Meta's inventory is going to be really, really profound. I'm going to share my screen real quick, Ralph. If you're watching the video version, you're going to be able to see it. If you're not, you can always go to the Perpetual Traffic YouTube channel. There's an infographic that I cite very often from Visual Capitalist, and it just shows you, it puts into perspective what the internet really is. These numbers are up to date as to the end of 2022, but Google's at 85 billion visitors YouTube's at 33 billion. The two combined are at almost 120. The next closest is Facebook at 18 with Instagram at six. So that's 23, 24. And that ostensibly is the internet. And everything else just doesn't exist adjusted for margin of error. And then you got Twitter over there on the side, which now Meta is trying to take away those. <laughs> so I want to show you my favorite new infographic, okay? What we're looking at is Mark Zuckerberg with the Thanos glove. And instead of the infinity stones, he's got WhatsApp, Messenger, Instagram, Threads, and Facebook. And the image is so profound because it really drives home the fact that this one man, especially if Threads overtakes Twitter, owns social. Incredible. Full stop. Say what you will about Zuck. I still don't like him. I know you don't like him. I have all sorts of opinions. It's all right. I mean, I don't really like Elon Musk either, but... I love Elon. I used to love Elon Musk. I will say that. I mean, for Christ's sake, I drive a Tesla. So like how much more could I not like Elon Musk? I bought his car. Well, technically my wife did. I still drive a gas guzzling Mercedes. But the point is, is like he's brilliant, read his book. I think he's just become like an eccentric, strange person at this point. But still brilliant, but oh my God, unpredictable 
And that's the thing that just sort of scares the hell out of me, especially if you're looking at like investing dollars into any of his businesses or any of that sort of stuff. You got to take pause there, <laughs> you know, before you do that. But the point is, is like he is absolutely brilliant. So I respect that. Him as a human, eh, a little bit less so these days, but that's fine. The point is, is we're leveraging and using these guys' products. Zuckerberg has single-handedly revolutionized social media. And look at all the industries that Elon Musk is revolutionizing right now. And absolutely incredible. The electric car, just as one example, even though, yes, my wife, we said, but he didn't invent it. He bought it with his PayPal money. I got it. Zuck didn't invent social. He stole it. He was a, a hired gun, dude. That movie doesn't do enough justice to the poor Winklevoss twins. They won in court. They got the absolute total shaft. It's the weirdest thing to me. We asked this guy to like keynote graduation. Like, what are we doing? We're celebrating a thief. Yeah, but a thief that built something huge and great and that we all use every single day, including you, the haters, still use it. Well, maybe not Facebook. Yeah. But you're on Instagram a lot. I'm not too good to use it. I just want to bitch about it. Winklevoss or no Winklevoss twins set aside. Look at even that. He's probably incapable of a really, really original idea. Okay? Because if you look at all the things that he's basically yeah, done. Yeah, everything's either been bought or stolen. Right. So there is that. But the point is, is he is brilliant. Let's like he's a brilliant copycat, I guess. Well, in you your know, book. he did do the hot or not comparison, which if you want to just dive deep into misogyny, I don't know how he escaped getting canceled on that one. But it's true. I'll leave it alone, Ralph. That's enough. He was jaded. Old he was warrior. ticked off because his this girl dumped him, and in the movie he had a couple of beers. Hey, it, it does happen. So anyway, we'll definitely check out Threads and check out the Artifact app. We'll leave links in the show notes for that as well as for Akasim's awesome infographic of how these social networks basically are the internet still to this day. And I don't think Twitter is going to die anytime soon. Like everyone loves to talk about that. Dude, you know what it's going to do? It's going to polarize from a political perspective. 100%. Twitter is going to be like the nutty rights and Threads is going to be everybody else. That's the way it's looking right now. I said that affectionately, by the way. I'm a libertarian that hates other libertarians, so you could categorize me as a nutty something. Yeah, yeah. You definitely you have some interesting leanings. That's for damn sure. Subscribe and leave a rating wherever you listen to this show here. We're pretty much everywhere at this point. Let us know what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Follow me on LinkedIn and Kasim on Twitter and now both of us on threads. So we can, so we can add that one in there as well. Go back and listen to previous episodes and check out our YouTube channel at Perpetual Traffic, not Perpetual Traffic Podcast. Perpetual Traffic, that's the one with me and custom smiling faces there. Check that out. We'll leave links in the show notes there as well. And all resources and show notes are over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Aslam. Peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 